0: is the art of charm learn everything you need to know to crush it in business love and life the art of charm is where ordinary guys become extraordinary men Hey guys, time for Fan Mail Fridays where I'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help you kick the weekend off, right? If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this isn't a great place to start. Most of our content is more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got fundamentals of body language and nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, etc., and everything else we teach here at the Art of Charm. All right, let's cut right to it. The first question is actually from a female fan. You know, I love the questions I get from the ladies as well because they're just so interesting. The guys are interesting as well, don't get me wrong, but I I love the fact that women are opening up about this stuff because it shows, one, that they have very similar problems that that guys do when it comes to dating, but there's a little bit of an interesting spin on it. So, ladies, keep them coming. You know how to reach me, Jordan, at theartofcharm.com. She says... My boyfriend is confused about who he wants to be with. Between me and his ex-girlfriend, what should I do? I'm trying not to take offense to this. On the other hand, I want to give him some time and do soul searching, and I've been supportive all the way. We've been dating for about a year. If he comes back, I'm not sure how I could take him back. Am I not supposed to be happy he's coming back for me? I don't know what to do. Uh, Honestly, I think here's what's really going on. I'm just going to be super blunt. He's not confused about who he wants to be with you or his ex. He's probably using you as a spare. He's not really, it sounds like he's doing you a favor, but he's not. He's actually kind of a jerk. He's just going to leave you as soon as something quote-unquote better comes along, because he knows that he can string you along. And this is a problem, because you, even knowing this, you don't know when he's going to bail on you. It'll be when you need him most, you're leaning on him emotionally. He really feels like he's getting dragged into something heavy-duty, which is when you're most vulnerable This is a control thing, at least it very well could be a control thing, and who the heck does he need to be to get control over you or in your life? I don't think you should take him back. I think you should kick him to the curb along with anybody else who treats you like this. A good rule that we use at The Art of Charm is the hell yes or no rule, and that means basically if somebody's not crazy about you, kick him to the curb. If you're lukewarm about them, kick him to the curb. You don't need to be in a relationship that's not interesting or really keeping you on fire, really middle of the road, mediocre. You don't have to be in a relationship because you're bored. You don't have to be in a relationship because you feel like you don't have options. You only should be in relationships with people that you're really, really stoked about, and the feeling has to be mutual. If both of you don't feel like hell yes, then kick them to the curb. If the answer's no, go find somebody else or be alone for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, a lot of the reason that people get into these situations in the first place is because they're afraid to be alone or they feel like they won't find someone else, quote unquote, of equal quality. But I gotta ask you, and you gotta ask yourself, what kind of quality is this guy for keeping you as a spare tire in the relationship department? So give him the boot. This next one comes from James. He says, I've gone through a lot in my life. I really identify with the things you say about masculinity and I was never validated as a young man. I'm now 27 and getting out of rehab in seven days. I've been addicted to cocaine for nine years. It has ruined my life and I have some deep-rooted self-confidence issues. I am also now in a long-term relationship with a self-made woman who's healthy in and of herself. She's a huge driving reason I came to this rehab. But now I'm no longer on the drugs and she expects this insecurity and feeling of worthlessness to just go away. It's shown through recently and we're not speaking right now. I've made some significant changes in my lifestyle due to this. For example, I declined help in paying off my court fees. Those are my responsibility. I've told my family to back out of mine and her relationship. They like to be nosy and do everything for me. And also, by doing this, I found a huge surge in my confidence. I want to repair the broken trust and relationship. She has not broken it off. I think she just wants to see the change happen. Are there ways I can better portray this to her? Even when I leave here, I'll still be an hour and a half away... And do you think she will be watching and judging me based on the results and success in my life? None of this is going to be quick. Should I continue to let her know about small victories or let her see them a little at a time? Should I talk to her at all? This woman is my beauty to pursue, but I don't want to portray that I'm so insecure in myself that I need her to validate me because I don't. Can you give me advice on finding balance? Hey, James, I think this is awesome. First of all, you're on the right track. You're becoming healthier. You're becoming more confident by handling things for yourself, being able to trust yourself is one of the roots of confidence and and being independent is huge for you right now even though you're 27 and you feel like you might be a little bit behind the curve and your parents aren't necessarily helping by trying to do everything for you and baby you I think the next step for you is to not be so emotionally dependent on her which is definitely something that she can sense in fact I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that you're not necessarily in a great place for a relationship. Now, the reason you're worried about this relationship is probably because you have sort of a scarcity mindset when it comes to this. Like, oh, this girl's great. She's my beauty to pursue. She's a self-made woman. I know it sounds like a cliche, but you're going to be able to find somebody a lot like her. You might even get back together with her. But right now, you do not need to be worried about how to maintain this relationship. You have to do the work on yourself. You've got a lot of stuff that you need to work on and you have a lot of lost time that you can make up. You can't do it if you're trying to maintain a relationship, you're trying to get your family off your back, you're trying to get your life together, you're trying to stay off drugs, you can't do all those things at once. You need to work on yourself. It's gonna come off as approval seeking by continuing to tell her about your small victories. You need to wean yourself from doing that and focus on creating a better lifestyle for yourself right now. All the pieces for relationships and external relationships and things like that are going to come together once you have your ish together, man. So I would say, listen, you're not speaking right now. You can say, hey, listen, I got to get my stuff together. Would love to stay friends. We can pick this back up in a while. But as you know, I've got to put the pieces back together. Yes, you might lose her as a girlfriend because of that, but look at it this way. One, you already have. Two, it's not your fault. Three, it's a great opportunity for you to focus on what's most important right now, which is you. So I know that's not the answer that you wanted, but I hope that this is helpful because I see exactly where you are right now. I know people that have gone through things that are like that, and when you don't have your stuff together, you're just in no place to be a partner, and that's okay. All right, James, thank you very much. And James, thank you for trusting me with that information. I know that was probably really hard to write. Andrew from Australia asks, Hey Jordan, what are you going to say in the intro once the show is 10 years old? You can't say this is the show we wish we had a decade ago when the show is already a decade old. What are you going to do? I don't know, but I'm getting older and, you know, that's always fun. So what I'll probably say is, this is the show we wish we had a decade and a half ago. Or... This is the show we wish we had in our 20s or something equally depressing. I really don't know. And once I hit this is the show we wish we had 2 decades ago, I'm probably just going to not say anything like that because I don't need to keep reminding myself that I'm pushing 40 or pushing 50 or whatever it'll be at that time. So, I don't the answer is you'll find out when I will. Last but not least, I want to address something Tim said. Tim says the ads you have in your show are driving people away from the Art of Charm. And the shampoo ad you had recently is akin to Walter Cronkite taking a break to promote cigarettes. Actually, I got to say, listen, Tim, I know you wrote like, hey, listen, I'm a huge fan. I'm just giving you constructive feedback, blah, blah, blah. I appreciate all this feedback, so I'm not picking on you. But what I will say is the shampoo ad is I use that shampoo. I like it. It smells good. If it does what it's supposed to do, great. If not, it's still a great organic shampoo. But here's the thing. Walter Cronkite promoting Marlboros is completely different. He's doing that because that's a sponsor that he maybe didn't believe in at the time. I can't really speak to his mindset there. But let me tell you this. The cost of this show, the hosting and production, not including my time, which we can value and talk about on the show another time if you want to, this would let me, if I didn't spend it just on producing the show, I would be able to buy a new Ferrari every single year. The show costs a lot of money to host. I'm not sure, I don't talk about the download numbers a lot, but there are millions of downloads of this show. Tens of millions if you add up the whole year. I have to pay for those. The the free bandwidth offers you hear about from sponsors and stuff like that that are like cheap plans and stuff, that doesn't apply when you hit a certain threshold and we've blown that threshold 10 times over probably every single month. So so we have to rely on sponsors for that. Then I have the show editing. Then I have the website stuff and that doesn't count equipment that I need to record. It's studio time that doesn't count any of that stuff. So mostly, I just don't buy that argument. I think this is an excuse to not go all in. If it weren't, hey, your sponsors are driving me away. It would be, oh, you're too far away. Oh, the program's too expensive. Oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, I don't need this. There's always something like that. And Of course, what my smart-ass engineer said is tell them to feel free to get a refund because in the end, you don't pay for anything having to do with this content or this show. The sponsors pay for it. So if we need 30 seconds or a minute of your time here and there, that's just kind of the trade-off that you get for not having to pay for information that most people, quite frankly, are selling and is still lower quality than what you'll get on the show. We get this email a lot from people who've bought books, videos, uh, training courses, the things that we give away for free are still more valuable than a lot of those. And some of those things cost hundreds or even thousands of dollars. So look at it that way, trading a little bit of time for the value that you get from the show. And if you don't feel like you're getting enough value for your time, then just stop listening. But honestly, I love having you as a fan. I love the feedback. I think that maybe there's just a little bit of a skewed perception on what you're getting for your time here. Anyway, I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can reach me, Jordan, at theartofcharm.com. I read everything, and I'd love to hear from you. More from The Art of Charm at theartofcharm.com. Now, have a great weekend. Get out there and connect, and leave everyone better than you found them.
2: That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com slash charm.
1: Go to Kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion.
0: Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com. dot com.